288 Podcast. This is your host, Matt Slayer. My other big-titted host, Raven Star, unfortunately is not with us this evening, as I am drunkenly running around Las Vegas. I happen to run into this ne'er-do-well, Seth Beard. You know, he's one of the maniacs behind Wood Rocket. Welcome to the show, Seth. How you doing? So, hey, dude, it's been forever. It's been six months? At least. I mean, not counting 48 hours ago, but... I don't, I don't count the times that you don't remember. I remember 48 hours ago. You vaguely remember 48 hours ago. I remember a redheaded stripper winning me a bunch of money at craps. Was I there? Yes. Oh, I'm surprised you remember that part. Yes, you kept hovering over my shoulder very weirdly at the El Cortez. Who, me? Yeah, you. She probably, that's why she's so friendly to me, is she probably thinks I'm gay and like I have a thing for you, which I do, but... <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, seriously. I mean, you're Matt. Right? I mean, fuck. I'm going to tell you, this Cherry Coke chaser, not bad. Oh, shit. I forgot our other special guest tonight. Our other special guest this evening is Evan Williams. A fine, fine bourbon from Kentucky's number one distiller, according to the plastic bottle. I feel like every bottle says that. Where does it say that? Oh, right in the middle. In the, the middle. I mean, the plastic bottle also says quality. Unbreakable. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to give drunks like us glass. We'll find that out. And you can recycle, you can, bleh, you can recycle this for 15 cents. Ooh, 15 cents. So, you know, two deep bottles and you got 30 two cents. times 15 cents. 30 cents. Math is not Seth's strong suit. 25, which is weird, you know, Jewish and all. Well, yeah, it's money, Seth. How do you not get this? Is it Passover? You're I, Jewish, right? Yeah. It's Passover coming up. Uh, maybe. I think it is. Cool. So we got to do an episode with Manischewitz. Ah, God, have you ever drank Manischewitz? Of course, I'm Jewish. It's awful. I know. It's like you literally would rather drink like grape drink. Dude, grape drink and Manischewitz. Does it even go together? Only one way to find out. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. It's weird to be on the other side of a podcast. Well, welcome to it. Do I get, like, free food? You're getting free booze. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have to pay for my chaser. No, Woodrocket paid for your chaser. Thank you, Woodrocket. <laughs> Speaking of Woodrocket, so you guys just did an Adventure Time parody? We just released an Adventure Time parody last week, and... As usual, it's one of those um, parodies that people get angry about. They claim it ruins childhood and it's disturbing. And a lot of the people commenting are basically people who are just, they want to be angry that we're doing it. But secretly, they're like, yeah, this is awesome. Well, they're angry they you know blew their load too quickly. Well, do you blame them? I'm in it. I play the Ice King. Oh, sorry, the Ice Peen. The Ice Peen. I'm so, very proud of that. You're not actually performing, are you? No, no. Those days are behind me. Did you ever actually? No, but those days are behind <laughs> me. The ideas of wanting to do it are way behind me. It's not that easy. Oh, I know. I mean, I've never had the desire to do it. I still get a lot of people asking about like wanting to do something and wanting to be in the industry and wanting to be a performer. And I'm like, it's not what you think. No, it's not really at all. not. No, it's, it's not what you think at all. It's long days. And if you're a male performer, like, it's not fun. Did I show you, somebody sent me a message on Facebook. I wasn't sure if it was you or someone else. Um, a guy hit me up and he asked how much I charge to film him and his girlfriend. 
having sex. No, I did not send you that message. All right. Well, that there's the message right there. And I'm like, this, these are the kind of messages I get. And I don't know how to respond to these kind of people. $1,000. Well, no, because I, I don't shoot personally. Yeah, but they still requested your services. Take the grand and run. But I, you know, I'm, I believe in good service. So if I film something crappy on my iPhone, they're not going to get their money's worth. Anyway, what am I going to do with a scene of two people wanting just put a camera on a, on a, like a dresser. Or just put a GoPro on a head mount. I might get dizzy, but I see, I like your style. Uh, do virtual reality style stuff. That's big. It's going to be huge. Now, I mean, the question is, when you have the virtual reality helmet on and you pop, are you aware that you, like, you know, what kind of mess you make? Uh, if you're behind the virtual reality? Like, no, if you're, like, you know, watching virtual reality porn and you're, you know, you will be completely unaware of where your seed lands. I feel like that would be weird. Yeah. Like, if you get the pop shot uh, or or you pop, you're jerking off and you pop, but you don't pop in virtual reality. Yeah. So you're, like, looking down and there's nothing there. I feel like that would be really weird. That is really weird. How did they accommodate that? Uh, you know, this is still the early stage of the virtual reality, man. They haven't figured out the pop shot timing yet. Eventually, they'll you know hook it up where it stimulates your brain to pop when it pops in the you know. Well, film. there's some things. There's some weird devices now that like stimulate based on like uh, what was that? That was um, stupidity. Just ignore it. Oh, nice. I like stupidity. Was it the same guy asking you uh, for? Uh, filming advice uh that was no that was someone i'm going to japan with asking me about japanese plugs butt plugs no like outlets unfortunately i don't know what a japanese butt plug would look like would it like you know like a fish like a fish or a tentacle tentacle maybe a very thick chopstick that's super or just a chopstick you must have a very narrow butthole if you mine i've never measured that surprises me quite a bit. I don't know how far we can go on this podcast. Why is that? Because I would be like, I've had poops that hurt coming out, so I would assume a butthole is tight. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if that's a defining factor. On. See, this is where we need Draven. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> where is she, anyways? So Draven is back in Los Angeles. I am been banished to las vegas for the week how come uh, stupidity stupidity well welcome to my studio yeah no i remember when you guys first acquired this place and i did a little work here it's changed and you you noticed it right away because like it was a kind of an abandoned office when we first moved in here oh i remember and like you know, I just none of the walls were finished nothing was really painted Nothing was finished. I almost killed myself on top of a ladder cutting wires. Yeah, well, you know, that part doesn't change. Hey, I haven't almost killed myself on top of a ladder in quite some time. I don't remember that. Did you? Yeah, I remember, like, there were some wires on the ceiling. I had to go on tippy toes at the top of the ladder oh, with the, right, the wire right, snips. Right. We didn't have this. Oh, we did have the scaffold, didn't we? Mm-mm, not at that point. I was doing it from a ladder. I remember that in the top corner. We could have left those. Could have. I'm just saying. But I got a photo to chow dinner out of it, so. That's true. Oh, you did? Yeah. Have you ever eaten at, um, what's that steakhouse? Oh, Steer Burger? No. Oh, the Golden Steer over Yeah, Golden Steer, yeah. I have not. I really should. I, I kind of want to eat there, too, but not tonight. No, I all you can eat sushi for lunch, though. I had a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. I, got, I definitely got my money's worth of all you can eat sushi. I can't. I don't eat sushi, and I don't. I don't eat fish. 
What's wrong with you? It's just my father. My father like taught me to eat nothing but red meat. It's like smoked meat and pastrami and corned beef. And nothing wrong with that. No, no. I eat uh, my fair share of that. Yeah, I, and I do a good job at like the Brazilian steakhouse kind of places. Yeah, I mean, I did leave like a pile of bones when we did all you can eat ribs the other night. I ate one of them. Shh. I think I don't even think they care to be honest. No, pot liquor, they were just happy we were there. How did you know about that place? The interwebs. Oh, so you it wasn't like one of those I want to eat there. No, I was and I I did not know about all you can eat rib night until I walked in the door. No, I've seen a couple of places that have like all you can eat rib places, but like not happening places like well, happening. Newer places like that. Yeah. It was good though. No, it was good. It was good. Like when they when I sat down, they're like, "All you can eat ribs." I'm like, "Well, I don't need a menu anymore." <laughs> Did you know? Oh, you didn't know that going in. No, uh, I was just like, I was looking for some barbecue. And barbecue was so hit and miss in this town. There's a good place, and it's too bad you had it. There's a good place literally behind the street. Like, where are we? I'm pointing in that direction. So you're pointing west. Yeesh. I don't know where North, we are. South, it's, it's literally east, half west. a block away from here. It's probably the best barbecue in the city. That's not very hard to accomplish. It, 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 there's some decent barbecue in the city. No, there's some decent. I mean, I'm not counting like the chains like Lucille's or Famous Dave's. It's, I didn't even know Lucille's was a chain. Oh, yeah. I, well, I know that now, but I didn't at the time. But there's a place behind there called Rolling Smoke, and it's amazing. What do they specialize in? What kind of barbecue? Um, I don't know the barbecue where you eat it on a piece of paper. Is it Texas style, Kansas City? I think it's mm, Memphis. I I think it's Memphis based. So it's dry rub. Sure. Is there sauce? I don't. They have like I don't remember because I don't get ribs, but it, they have a lot of other things as well. Do they have brisket and sausage? And yes. Such? So they they're more probably more Texas style. Then yes. Then let's go with Texas. Yeah, Texas is generally sausages and beef based. This has like brisket and burnt ends and tri tips. So, burnt ends is Kansas City, tri tips California. So it's a hodgepodge. It's a veritable mix of cow parts nice. and various other animals. Yeah, unfortunately, I've become a bit of a barbecue connoisseur. You know, have you ever eaten at Franklin's in Austin, Texas? Franklin's? No. I went to a couple different barbecue places in Austin. Franklin's is probably the best barbecue I've ever eaten. Hmm. And I've eaten a lot of barbecue. So, yeah. So, we did an Adventure Time parody. <laughs> yes, we completely get off. This is how the 288 goes. We I just, told you I was hungry. And then you mentioned barbecue. Or someone mentioned... I probably mentioned barbecue. But. Well, I mentioned all-you-can sushi. And then it became all-you-can-eat ribs. And then it... Became Fogo Oh, Chow. yeah, because I mentioned uh, the Golden Steer. Yeah. We should go there before you leave. Yeah, no, I'm down. I'm I'm down. How pricey is that place or how dressy is it? It's not. It's cool. literally like a walk-in kind of plate. You know, you order, it, you order at the counter, you sit down on a bench. Oh, it's not even like a sit-down steakhouse? No, I thought no. it was like old-school, like sit-down Vegas. It's pretty old-school, but it's not like a... There are benches and places to sit. Oh, I thought it was like leather booths and... No, 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 no. It's a barbecue place. It's not a steakhouse. Oh, 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 I thought... Oh, no, I was... Are you never, talking about Golden Steer? Yeah, I was talking about oh, Golden Steer. I don't know. I've never been. Oh, well, I'd like to do both. Yeah, so would I. Well, that place is always open. I end up getting a lot of food there for set. <clears throat> but... Uh, Are you cool. giving porn girls barbecue before they do anal? No, but I have gotten 
um, there's a poutine restaurant that opened up not too far away. Is it decent poutine? Yeah, it's a it's a Canadian chain, and they decided to open up because the Pawn Stars guys they opened up like a whole strip mall of like restaurants and stuff. Because there was a fucking line that went down to fucking Fremont. Yeah, and that's why they did it. But they but they don't advertise it, so nobody knows what it is. Like this whole strip mall thing. Well, I mean, for fuck's sake, even if they advertise it, most Americans don't know what poutine is. I know. And for our listeners, good. what is poutine? Poutine is French fries and gravy and curd cheese, which is kind of like an unrefined mozzarella cheese. And it's really, really good. But, like, you have to get the right gravy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm I, there with you. There was a place I used to eat in Chicago, the the Rocking Horse. There was a bar. They serve poutine? They serve poutine. They okay. serve really good poutine. I, I want you to eat at this place then at some point. So, because I'm a horrible glutton, I used to have them put bacon on the poutine. Okay, so this place had, like, again, when I mentioned the three basic toppings, that's just what poutine is. Yeah. But this place, it's just, they only serve poutine. So, they have, like, 75 different kind of poutines, like a, uh, a smoked meat poutine <sighs> and, and a bacon poutine and a thing called, like, cheeseburger poutine. It's, it's ridiculous. But you have to like, like, French fries, right? Because you're getting a big thing of fucking fries, yeah. And gravy, yeah. I used to hate poutine. Okay. Is that why they kicked you out of Canada? Yeah, pretty much. You only like poutine when you move away from there because it's kind of like a nostalgia, I miss home sort of thing. Amazingly, I've never been to Canada. Well, I told you we were going to go to Montreal. Yeah, we're going to go to Montreal, mm-hmm. bang French Canadian chicks. And then we'll get real poutine. And French Canadian chicks. Yes, at the same time. But anyway, I will totally eat some poutine off a French Canadian chick. They'll let you. Oh, that's kind of like, that's kind of a thing down there. That's maybe. All, that's maybe. Maybe. Are you just getting my hopes up? Well, I'm sure you could find one. Yeah. There's a lot of women in Montreal. I know. I'm, I'm, I have a, just a, you know, stereotype in my head of beautiful French Canadian women. I'm sure they're not all beautiful French Canadian women, but. Mm, most of them are. It's, it's more of a, I'll compare it to Vegas, where everyone really, like all the girls, they kind of go above and beyond to make themselves look pretty whether they whether they are pretty or they're not they go out of their way you know to look really slutty and this and that in montreal it's just like a natural thing you'll go to like a coffee shop and all the women there will be like drop dead gorgeous kind of thing oh nice hmm yeah no that was just draven you know checking in on us what'd she say can't unfortunately call in (sighs) whatever whatever it sucks is she going to listen to this podcast at some point? Oh, yeah. Of course she is. Draven, thank you for calling in. Yeah. I mean, Seth misses you. Yeah, I do. That, that was I didn't really want to see Matt. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I did bring poutine back for uh, a bunch of people before they shot their scenes, and nobody wanted to eat it beforehand, which is kind of understandable. No, I don't get that. Well, because you're not performing for three hours in front of a camera. No, no, I'm not. Thank God for that. Oh, I mean, somebody's into it. Hmm? Somebody would be into it. Maybe. I mean, you would be, but... Um, only because the poutine is there. And I could smell it coming off the camera. Mm, me smell. We should go there before you leave also. Okay. So my whole plan to eat right before I leave for Tokyo is out the window. Well, why not? Yeah. This is the only, again, this is a Canadian chain that opened up here. It's not like some... Why is Tim Hortons not open here? I don't know, because I don't know. I don't know. Though there is White Castle. I hate White Castle. What's wrong with you? They're steamed hamburgers. They're good. They're steamed. 
They're good. Do you eat Outback Steakhouse? If I have to. But you don't choose it. Yeah, but Outback's not open at fucking 4 a.m. when I'm pissed drunk. My point is, they're steamed, they're, they're boiled steaks. Outback doesn't boil their steaks. They're broiled. Yeah, steaks should be broiled. Yeah, they should be char-grilled. Tomato, tomato? I guess. I mean, broiling is just the heat above it instead of below it. Yeah, and I prefer below. That's really inconsequential. It actually develops less carcinogens being in direct heat. That doesn't mean anything to me. Less cancer for Seth. <sighs> Whatever. We all got to go sometime. I'm not planning on doing it anytime soon. Yeah, if I can go by eating steaks, it's not a bad way to go. Well, I mean, that's really how I'm probably going to go. <laughs> I'm pretty, I think that's like a three to one odds on like the death pool for you. <laughs> no offense. No, not taken. I, I bet something alcohol related, so... That's also a safe bet. Yeah, that was a six to five bet. I'm not getting a lot of return on that dollar. <laughs> but, you know, anything could happen. Cheers to that. Yeah. Keep drinking. <laughs> I got money riding on this. <laughs> we're, we're drinking out of um, coffee cups, if anyone's interested. Hey, we're not drinking straight out of the bottle tonight. We're stepping it up a little. Uh, I'm, that's because I got a chaser. Um, I have ice like usual. I'm not a man. I know, but you're a pretty convincing transgender. Thank you. Caitlin's beard. I'm totally going to take your phone and change your Twitter, Twitter handle at some point. I've probably done it at some point. <laughs> what else do we talk about on your podcast? Anything and everything. It doesn't really get like a backstory kind of thing. It's just a kind of shoot the shit. Yeah, we were totally a shoot the shit podcast. Like we, you know, we, we generally talk about you know, what's going on with you. Yeah, what new projects you've got going on. But otherwise, we just shoot the shit we drink. You know, we get a little rambunctious as the bottle, you know, empties. I don't think the bottles are going to empty. Was I supposed to open the second bottle? Oh, yeah, that was your bottle. Oh, I thought, okay. I wasn't sure if we split. It's a race. It's not a race. I won't win. I won't win that race. Well, that's why it's a race. I've been with you when you've been drinking. It's not going to be a race. It's like having a white guy and a not white guy in like a 200-meter sprint. It's not really a competition. But I'm conceding victory. What do you want from me? So say you're welcome. I'm welcome. <sighs> I'm also on pain med pain meds. Mm, what a good mix. No. How was the Slayer show? The Slayer show was not bad. It was actually not bad at all. I mean, I thankfully didn't get you know my date kicked out this time. Oh, wait, I forgot about that. Yeah. You never spoke to that girl again, did you? I tried to. She was the one that lived... Did she live at home? She lived with some randoms family members, I guess. And she just got pissed drunk and passed out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you just met her to take her to the show, right? That's the first time I'd met her in person. I'd been bullshitting with her on Twitter. Not anymore. No, we talked once in a blue moon. She's had a kid and moved to Texas. Not mine. Didn't you only meet her, like, wasn't that last year? Two years ago. That was a 2013 show. I see that was a real eye-opening experience for her. She's like, oh, shit. I need to stop drinking and get my shit together. Otherwise, I'm going to end up with an asshole like that who's fucking, like... Fuck it. I'm going to get knocked off and move to fucking Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which one's a better decision. I totally forgot about that story. I didn't realize how long I've been in Vegas, but now I know. Long I'm, enough for you to meet someone, uh, have her get drunk and passed out, and then have a kid, and then move to Texas. Yeah. 
That might have been a 2014 show, but either way. Um, let's see if I can remember this. I can't. But we, we totally talked about this on the last episode when I was talking about coming here to, you know. Oh, really? See Slayer. How many Nazis were at the Slayer show? Quite a few. Like some full-on Aryan brothers. A really, really cute Nazi. This little brunette in a leather jacket rolls by me and my boy Mark. And it's like, oh, she's cute. And as she turns it back to us, fucking full Nazi warbird swastika and all on the back of her leather. Did it turn you on more knowing that she was a Nazi and you were kind of the person that she hated? A little. I mean, I, I did pose the question to Twitter. Should I fuck her or punch her? Or both. Donkey punch. I don't condone that kind of violence, but, you know, Nazis, no. No, I mean, I don't hit women first. Nah. Did you say first? <laughs> Smooth. I don't condone domestic violence, but there is a disclaimer on that, which is if, you, if I feel you are attempting to end my life or you are going to try to do me physical harm like you're a man, you will be treated like a man. Well, self-defense. Right. Let me ask you something, and I'm gonna, I, somehow I flipped the tables on this. Um, you are a gun connoisseur. I, I own a few firearms. How do you feel that like all these goddamn Trump supporters or whatnot are like gun toting, like, yeah, everyone should have automatic weapons and be able to shoot anyone they want and blah blah blah. As a responsible gun owner, how does that make you feel? Well, it just reminds me of the dumbing of America. Do you think this is the dumbest country in the world? No. Do you think this is one of the dumbest countries in the world? No, we're not. We're not one of the dumbest com- countries in the world. I mean, we just have a large population. And did our- you hear what Donald said today about um, abortions? No, this he, is going to make my head hurt, isn't he it? He said not only should women not get abortions, they should be punished for getting them. Oh God! <laughs> wow, that is your next um, possible, probable, and you know, I was a big denier in it, but. There's a real good chance that that's going to be the next president of the United States. There is that chance. That's scary. It is. As a Canadian, I'm not going to stay here. But Well, that's cool. I mean, we're going to get married and I'm going with you. You can't get married. You'll get thrown in jail, apparently. Canada allows gay marriage. Yeah, but you got to move there. Right. I will, you got to get married here before you can move. I no, know. I will apply for a relationship visa. I don't think they have relationship visas. Every country has relationship visas. It's not visas. called a relationship visa. But that's the intent. Yes. I don't know if they they will let you do that, one. Um, two, I don't really think you have to worry. Because we can sit here and talk about how terrible Donald Trump is. But really, we're white. You know, we're really not in a bad boat. And I'm not saying that to sound racist or anything like that. I'm just saying we don't realize how fucked up this country is going to be for minorities and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, but I don't also want to live through like another L.A. riot or, you know. You already have been, man. I don't want to live through another one. So one of our biggest series is um, Ask a Porn Star. As <laughs> we go from politics to ask a Every now and then, I'm just going to bring it back to Woodrocket. Woodrocket.com, by the way. Yeah, Woodrocket.com. Unfortunately, uh, we couldn't get the late great, well, not late, but the great the Leroy late, Myers. Late great. Did he die? <laughs> I hope Leroy didn't die. God, me neither, man. Yeah, I mean, this would be your ship to sail at that point. I might as well just um, 
Go back to Canada. <laughs> Seriously, go down with my ship. Um, Do you want to text Leroy and make sure he's okay? I he's mean, fine. I spoke to him this afternoon. Did you, you sure it was? You're the one him? that said late Leroy Meyer. He's fine. I stopped he's myself fine. on the late. I just called him the great. He has been um, working hard at editing. We filmed a lot of stuff over the last few months with AVN that just happened and a whole bunch of other things we kind of wanted to try out. So he's just been spending a lot of time at home just getting everything done. That's right. I was hoping to get both of you on, but eh. Oh, you didn't ask. No, I didn't. Oh, you should have said something. <laughs> yeah. I'll answer for him. Yeah, I know. Woodrock, it's a big thing. I mean, you guys have done SpongeBob Square Nuts. Sponge Knob. Sponge Knob. Yes. Yeah. We did that one. Um, I'll tell you the, the ones that got the most cringe-worthy kind of responses were that one, obviously, because, you know, the cardboard box. Fucking people. We did two of them. We did the sequel with Patrick. <laughs> because, you know, and it's right there in that box is Patrick. Um, we totally should take a promo picture of me in the Patrick costume. If you want to put it on. It was a, a sweaty Tommy pistol in that costume. And it wouldn't be the first time I've been inside something Tommy's been inside of. Yeah, I, that could be taken bump. so many ways, man. But a bump. Um, we did a, a Strokemon, a Pokemon parody. Yeah, I, my my homegirl Rizzo Ford was Dikachu. I Dikachu, think Dikachu. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, fucking some dude was throwing so much hate her way over social media on that. Why? Some girl called her like a fucking degenerate. It was fucking ridiculous. Like because of that, or just in general? No, specifically because of that. Rizzo did a beautiful job of like just diffusing. Sometimes you just have to, and this is the, the one of the hardest things I've had to learn, especially for the stuff that we do. Uh, sometimes you just gotta let it go, you know, because people love to go onto websites and, and this and that and just talk shit. Especially a free site like yours. By the way, Wood Rockin is 100% free. 100% free. Um, it's not even that. It's more the, you know, they just assume that because it's porn and because it's a parody, then like it's just uh, it's just terribly done. The costumes are bad. The acting's always bad. Everyone always says when they see pictures from things like Pokemon or whatnot, they always say stuff like the actor or actresses, they look bored. Or they don't... They, the look on their face is they clearly had no idea what they were getting themselves into when they did this. And they're like, what have I done with my life? But like the actual truth is everyone is always super excited to do the stuff that we're doing because it's so bizarre. Right. None of them are indentured slaves. They can say no. It, but yeah. But I mean, like, it, and that's the thing. It's they just everyone makes assumptions based on the stereotypes of what they think porn is all about. And, you know, it's it's okay to have fun in porn. You know, it's okay to laugh. And it's okay to have a good time. You know, nobody has a gun held to anyone's head. Nobody's being forced to do anything they don't want to do. Yeah, no one's into that kind of porn. No. Um, so, like, you know, we get a lot of comments about people. Uh, one of the other comments that kind of bothers me is is um, a lot of people are kind of criticize the costumes. And, you know, like, this. They are like they couldn't even spend ten dollars at Walmart. Blah blah blah. They always say really stupid shit like that. Um, we put a lot of work into the costumes. Oh, I know you guys do. It's a fucking. I'm walking around the studio. Just the amount of fucking costuming is insane, and it's very detailed. But and it, and it's the process mostly. Like we enjoy the process. If we're gonna do something that people are gonna talk about. You know, let let's just do the best we can with it. You know, and people people are going to be nitpicky about it regardless of what we do 
everything <laughs> is just going off over there. I'm fucking popular, man. I feel like I'm in like a, one of those lie detector tests. Oh, you are. And every time I say something and it disagrees with me, it starts beeping. That's right. My laptop thinks the costumes are cheap, too. That, fuck you, Dell, if that is your real name. <laughs> um, so, yeah, people tend to be nitpicky, and it took me a while to get over the realization that people are going to be complainers no matter what. Because that seems to be the cool thing to do nowadays. Complain. Ugh. I know. I mean, because, yeah, the people that are complaining, what the fuck are they doing with their lives? It's not even that. It's just. No, it, it, it really I get that. Is. I agree with that. And I don't want to put people down in case there are, like, people who watch the shit who are going to be listening to this. But, you know what? It's. Uh, well, my not. biggest gripe is journalists who go out there to put something down. Where it's like, you're a journalist and you are. Uh, making money critiquing something that somebody did creatively it's like okay well then then you go out and do something creative you go out and create something different don't just spend your life critiquing other people's creativity well i mean if it's their job to be a professional critic that's fine it's nobody's job to be a critic there is totally a position called a food critic then you know what they say those who can do those who can't teach but being a critic isn't teaching. Well, it's it's people who are critiquing aren't people who are. I don't want to. I don't want to say it's, it's, no, no. It's all fucking semantics. I mean, I'm just busting your balls. I just think it's ridiculous that like people go out of their way to to complain about something that yeah, as you said before, it's free. Yeah. No. You know it's, then you go out and do something for free. Yeah. Exactly. You create something. Hey, you could be a podcaster because this is free. Anyone could be a podcaster. I'm proving that. I think you are. You're like the Mark Marin of drunken, incoherent, um, rambling podcasts. This is quite coherent it, for now. For now. <laughs> just like a four-hour podcast? Eight. Eight? Eight. Oh, shit. You don't have enough booze. Who's this Evan Williams? Um, We could Google and find out who Evan Williams was. I'm sure he's quite dead. I'm sure he's quite dead. Well, considering this was uh, Evan Williams since 1783, are you Googling it? I am. So. See if he's a distant relative of Evan Stone. <laughs> that would be hilarious. We had him in Simpsons. Oh, uh, I actually want to get you know Evan Williams. Evan Williams. I mean Evan Stone. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna get Evan Williams. Maybe Junior. Uh, from 1783, you're looking up five generations down the line now. He was a Kentucky settler who began distilling in 1783 in what is now Louisville, Kentucky. There's a historical marker. Eh, I thought it was going to be something epically racist. No. Like he owned the largest plantation in all of Kentucky. No, unfortunately. Well, I mean, fortunately. <laughs> fortunately, he wasn't. He might have been. They yeah. don't. They tend to not like put the slave stories in the backstories of whiskey. Well, I'm on Wikipedia, so. Oh, it's the the racially sensitive version. Yeah, look there's... look up was Evan Williams a slave driver? <laughs> Dude, all right, I'll look that, it up. That is the name of a punk band. If I ever heard what Evan Williams the slave driver. It's a long name. Dude, long I names to, are in. I, I, I was supposed to go to punk rock bowling um two years ago to see a band, um, called John Cougar's Concentration Camp. I've heard of them. But they went on at 1 o'clock in the morning, allegedly. Um, they played about half a song. The bassist punched out the lead singer, and they left the stage. That is mighty punk rock. That was about as punk rock as it going to get. Okay. Is Evan... I got no results. Williams 
a racist. <laughs> was Evan Williams a slave driver is what I Googled. Uh, well, see, I was more like straight to the point. I don't know. There, apparently, Evan Williams is a pretty popular name. <gasps> Did you know Twitter co-founder was Evan Williams? Oh, shit. Yeah, so this tw- this Evan Williams owns 12% of, of uh, Twitter. Wow. Too bad he doesn't get paid per tweet. I don't think it really matters that much. He's got 12% of the company. That's pretty fancy. Jesus Christ. Man, that's a popular name to have. It is a pretty common white boy name. Well, it's, so, so if Twitter was valued at about $10.4 billion, I, this must have been a while ago. No, a couple of years ago. Say if Twitter is at like $15 billion. So he's worth about close to $2 billion. Liquid. It's liquid. I mean, you can't. I'm not crying for his well-being. I am. I'm pretty sure he's going to be okay. I'm going to shed a tear or two. He should be $3 billion. He might be now. I don't know. We could look at. Has Twitter gone public? Twitter's gone Fuck. public. Um, Twitter's gone public, yeah. All right, I'm going to look it up. How much <laughs> is racist Evan Williams worth? Evan Williams. Allegedly. Twitter. There's no alleged anymore. Oh, no, no. I'm not getting sued over this. Allegedly. Net worth. Uh, $1.71 billion is his net worth as of December 2015. Not too shabby. $1.71 billion. Hey, Evan Williams, can I borrow 100000 He sold 1.8 million shares of Twitter last year for $47 million. 100000 man. Just that's... Just seriously. <laughs> I know that's walking around money. I, I think it's the same thing. You hear about these guys who sell like such and such for like $750 million. And I'm like, you know, if you just give me $100,000, that's like a penny for you. I'll take ten grand. Uh, you know, if I'm going to go through the all that effort to find somebody who... And kiss that ass. Yeah. You know what? The difference between asking for a penny and asking for a nickel. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, well. I don't, oh, well. I don't have either. I have Twitter. <laughs> I have Twitter. I'm making you money. I'm making... As a loyal constituent, can I get ten hundred thousand? Yeah, hundred thousand. I don't think you have enough Twitter followers. Well, we're, let's work on that. How many do you have now? A little under a thousand. I know I'm fucking huge. I'm a little under a thousand too. But I'm some drunk schmuck. I am nobody. I put up the occasional funny tweet. I put up the occasional tweet. But I'm no Judah Freelander. No one is Judah Freelander, but Judah Freelander. So, Seth, completely different subject. You guys do a segment called Ask a Porn Star. So, what sort of shit do you guys ask porn stars? The main reason we started doing that stuff, and really kind of the main reason we started a lot of the stuff on Wood Rocket, is we kind of wanted to give a much more kind of a human feeling, a human uh, perspective on the industry. You know, you, you, you watch porn, you know exactly what these people do, but you don't get much more of a, an impression on who these kind of people are. No, you get what they portray on screen. And that's that's it. it. And, you know, like they, they try, it's not even try, but it's just, it's important for a lot of them to maintain a certain level of that fantasy aspect of who they are. So essentially what we did with Ask a Porn Star is... We wanted a much more candid kind of viewpoint on porn. 
You know, so we'll ask questions that we just released an episode today called, what was it today? It was, what is your ideal peanut size? Okay, that's probably not a great example because that could still be kind of pointed up, but it wasn't. Well, I mean, everyone has to accept these women, the majority of them have sex with men off camera. They enjoy sex off mm-hmm. camera. And we try sometimes to not ask things that are sex-based, but, you know... What was your favorite non-sex-based question? <sighs> God. I don't know. We did ask, and it wasn't one of the stronger episodes because we it was very kind of basic. We did do a what was your favorite Star Wars one, but... How many girls said they had never seen Star Wars? None. That's, that's a good none. sign. Well, I, everyone's seen Star Wars. No, we were just hanging out with a stripper that had never seen Star Wars. Did she never see Star Wars? She had never seen Star Wars, Pulp Fiction, The Big Lebowski. Those two, I I don't condone, but I understand not seeing those. Star Wars is a she little. She had never much. seen anything Tarantino had done. But and and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind what I said. Uh, the best ones tend to be the ones that are sex based because I think we've reached a point now. We've done about. I want to say 30 episodes of it where obviously at first everyone was kind of hamming it up in a bit and it was kind of playing off to it. But I think it's reached a point now where a lot of the girls understand that it's something that's supposed to be very honest. Right. Then you want to know the real. Yeah. So it's not going to have that kind of pointed up thing. Like if you ask what's your favorite position, it's not going to be like, ah, three I'm guys, three cowgirl. guys, double anal and, and, and this and that. It's, it's not like that. We, we, we pride ourselves in getting the girls, to, even the guys as well, to get to give like really honest kind of open answers. And we kind of want to present that. You know, that's the kind of thing we want to do. We kind of want to give a little more personality that you don't normally get in porn. Oh, that's, that's fucking rad. I yeah. Mean, and um, I think the girls appreciate it too in a sense that, or all the performers for that matter. Um, I think they appreciate the fact that they can see other people kind of saying things from the industry that are a little more open and honest. Well, and it doesn't hurt that, you know, you're showing these people as people, not just, you know, objects of lust. That was, that was our goal. And again, it goes back to what I was saying about, like, the comments that we get for our parodies. It's just that, again, people have very specific stereotypes of what they think the industry is and and... Our goal is to kind of break down those walls in the sense that we kind of want people to have a, a different understanding of these people that they're seeing have sex on camera. Like, you can see two people having sex on camera, fine, but, like, usually that's where the familiarity kind of stops. Yeah. And we kind of want to take it a little bit further and kind of give people a more inside look at what these people are as like, real people. Like, hey, they read books, watch movies. Go out and you know have fun. Go to concerts. They're normal people. I yeah, mean, no, like, exactly. I I spent half the Slayer show with Xander Corvus and Lily Lane. You now we were up in the the booth and fucking having a great time. That was actually Xander and Lily's first Slayer show together, or yeah, not ever. Like neither but one Dan, of them. Xander has seen Slayer. No, Xander had never seen Slayer. I I find that hard to believe. Well, Xander doesn't remember seeing Slayer. Okay, that's a different story. But no, he said that it was his, I can believe. He said it was his first Slayer show. He was at that. We were talking about that Lamb of God show I went to. He was at that Lamb of God show. Of course he was. Yeah. Well, that's one. But like, if he's been at Lamb of God shows, I'm really surprised he'd never been to a Slayer show. Yeah, no, it blew my mind too. I'm like, what, what, this is your first Slayer show? Yeah, and that's really weird to me. I feel like he's been to one before. 
Well, he is not, according to him. I don't believe it. Anyways, going back to um, Ask a Point, originally it started out as, it kind of evolved from what we originally did, which was we wanted girls to interact with viewers in some way and answer and like kind of like make it look like they're on a webcam. This was years and years ago. Look like they're on a webcam and answering questions from viewers. Nobody really did that. So then we filmed a bunch of girls pretending to answer questions. So our original episodes were just one girl at a time, which didn't really get a lot of airplay because it's just, you know, one girl answering yeah, a bunch you, of questions. You get the, that one girl super fans and that's about it. Yeah. And again, like I said before, a lot of them were very, they porned it up to the point where it really didn't feel real at all. And so Leroy Myers had a great idea to kind of switch it up to just stick with one question and then just kind of get a variety kind of thing. And he does most of the editing for those kind of things. He, In fact, he does all the editing for the Ask a Porn Stars. And he's got a real good grasp of being able to pace it well. Nice. Like it's not just answer, 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 answer. It's just there's a, a certain lead up and a segue and like almost like a roller coaster kind of feel to where the answers are going. That's rad as hell. Yeah, and he's really good at contrasting. For example, like the most recent one, like I said, the uh, ideal penis size, he would have one girl saying, um, I think it, uh, uh, the penis needs to be the same color as the rest of the person. What? Well, because, you know, sometimes they're a different color. It's, it's weird. I mean, no, my, my penis is the same color as me. It's not, for, I mean, it's, for some, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a darker shade or a lighter shade. Anyway, no, no, my penis is ghost white. Well, nobody then nobody um, said uh, Matt's penis was the ideal penis. Sorry, Matt. I hate to tell you that. Anyway, so... Did you say it at least? I wasn't um, on camera. But if I was, I would say yes. You're welcome. Thank you. But uh, so, like, one girl would say it needs to be the same color. And then the next girl would be like... Uh, my ideal penis uh, would be darker than the rest of the person. So, essentially, that's, I feel like that's an odd answer. It well, it, it. I don't know if there is an odd answer, and that was my point: is that there is a theme and a point now to those questions, and that one is there's no such thing as like an ideal penis as far as like a consensus goes, and so like even inside of porn, there's really no. It's like you would think porn stars would be like, I want like a 12-inch dick. and, and Only if they're porning it up. I, but I, that's it. And like, I mean, I know so many performers are like, no, I don't want the fucking meat missile because it, it, you know, they just can't take it in real life. It's just, yeah, it's not fun. No. And, and again, I think to me that really summarized the, the whole point of what Ask a Porn Star is in that because we got so many varied answers and none of them were... 14-inch dick with the girth of um, a giant... I yeah, don't know. No one wanted Rocco Sofredi, like, off-camera. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and... I mean, like, I've watched scenes with Rocco. It's just like, girls look like they're suffering while they and do there, it. There's some girls that like that. I oh, mean, sure there, there there's are. a lot of girls that like big dicks. There's a lot of girls that like the really aggressive um, foreplay of any sort. Well, I mean, that, there's a difference between a big dick and that. Yes. I don't... I, I I'm I'm not overly familiar with his as far as my memory goes. I mean the way he ain't it's no Shane Diesel. I mean the way it's shot looks like my forearm. Again, there are probably some girls that like that. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, my point is there's no such thing as an ideal penis, and I think that was the point that Leroy Myers was trying to get across. So, which definitely makes the porno fan base happy. 
Yeah. And one of the best things about what this specific episode is, he had a bunch of girls drawing. Drawing dicks? Drawing dicks. Oh, that's hilarious. And like one part would, well, like one girl would be like, I want uh, the balls to be really big. And another girl would be like, I want the balls to be really small. There's a theme behind everyone that we do. So how far off was the anatomically correctness of it? From who? From anyone. Uh, Depends on anyone to large variety, like, you know. From the the pool of talent that you had on the episode, like how far did the scale go from stick figure to like fucking baby monster? I don't think they even knew. I feel uh, there was a couple of instances where they were like, and, and again, watch it. It, because it is, it is fun, and this was actually, and I'm not just saying this for a cheap plug, this was actually um, my favorite episode of the ones that we did. And I can even show you the text to Leroy Myers saying this was probably my favorite episode, just because it was just so... To me, this felt the most human, and even when they were drawing them, they didn't even know if that was accurate to what they wanted. They were even <laughs> like, I don't know, does this look too small? Is this right? Like, they didn't even know. I mean, I, I feel genitalia is one of those things where like, you may not have an idea, a perfect idea in your head, but when you see it, you know. I don't even think. Yeah, yeah. You're like that's it. That I looks feel, like I, that looks like home. I feel like the the the, uh, the environment and the lead up and and everything else factors into it as much as that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. One of the things I always realized was um, porn girls tend to be more uncomfortable when they're wearing clothes. Which I always found weird. I always found that on set, like when they were doing, like we do a lot of dialogue. And I always found from a dialogue perspective, they were a lot more nervous and uncomfortable when they had to do dialogue and wear clothes. And then when the clothes come off and they're doing their thing and whatnot, and they're very much more, um, they're, they're friendlier with the, with the crew and whatnot. Not to say they're not friendly, but they're a lot more open do, with Do you think that's maybe a subconscious thing that they're uncomfortable that when they have clothes on that you're purely paying attention to the what they're saying, their dialogue versus... When they're naked, you know, you're paying attention to their bodies and maybe not paying attention to as much of the dialogue and what they're I, having I to say. I think, I think, and again, this is just a guess, and it's just. I'm just asking. I, I think, from my, from what I believe, is they're so they've got to where they are in the porn industry based on sexuality and nakedness and how they look, and so they don't get a lot of opportunity to show anything above and beyond that. And so they really want to kind of, I don't even want to say prove, but they want to show that they're more than that, which is admirable. And and there's nothing wrong with that, but they're not used to being in a position where they can shine in other areas aside from having sex. Well, and that's a shame because there there are plenty plenty of women that are great actual performers, performers, like in the industry, who can sing, who can act, you know. I think it even goes beyond that. I think there's a lot of naturally, forget from an acting perspective, I just think, you know, if hanging around AVN, for example, there's a lot of people that are just nice and they're, they got good head on their shoulders and, and they're, they're funny and they can carry a conversation and they're just a genuine joy to be around. And that, Again, that doesn't really come off in front of a camera because they don't get that kind of an opportunity. Well, yeah, no one writes dialogue for you know someone to come across like that. Yeah, no. I mean, there's very little like girl next door porn. No, there's none. But it it just kind of sucks because there's a lot of people that we work with personally, and and they're just a lot of fun to have around. 
Yeah, no, they totally are. I mean, when I first started, I was very, it was awkward because, again, you have that perception going in that everything is going to be very pornified. Yeah. And it's going to be wild orgies and everyone's just blowing everyone and there's sex everywhere and it's just like debauchery and this and that. And so, like, you're nervous going in. You don't know what to expect. You just assume that. Because, again, what you see on camera is all, like, the 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 pornified, the fantasy yeah, aspect. Yeah, it's the fantasy. I mean, that's what people are paying for. Yeah. I mean, but in the, the really real world, like, not every, you know, performer fucks on the first date. Most of them don't. Yeah. Well, again, I don't know. I, I don't... 50-50 in my experience. They're, they're not, like... Looks really are kind of irrelevant <laughs> for a guy in porn. Yeah. As far as, like, dating somebody in the porn industry. But, um... I don't know. I was I was just nervous as hell. I remember the first set I was on was um, Leroy Myers did a Big Lebowski parody, and that was my favorite film behind Spaceballs because you know Mel Brooks is a fucking genius. Of course. But Leroy's like, uh, we're doing a Big Lebowski parody. Do you want to be in it? And I was living in Canada. I'm like, yes, I want to be in the thing. So literally on my first day on set, he's like, all right, you're gonna play one of the nihilists. We're gonna put you. <laughs> we're gonna put you. We're gonna make you shave your beard. Which if anyone knows me. Doesn't happen very often because when I don't have a beard, I'm like a 12 year old that literally is studying for my bar mitzvah. It's fucking awful. I'm 38 I mean, years that, old. That, that's why I have a fucking beard too. I mean, I'm 38 years old, and like if I shave, I'm like, oh, I'm about to have my bar mitzvah. It's fucking awful. Uh, so he's like, I want you to shave. We're gonna put this blonde wig on you, and then you're gonna dunk Tom Byron's head in the toilet, and then you're gonna get your lines right because you know it's that scene in Big Lebowski yeah. where he's like, where's the money, shithead? Whatever it was. Give us the money, Lebowski. Give us the money, Lebowski. But he's, like, but he's dunking ahead yep. in the toilet. And like, Where's the money, Lebowski? So he's like, all right, you're going to have to do this to to uh, Tom Byron. And I'm like, great. Tom Byron's a fucking legend. And I'm, I'm some nobody who just shaved his beard off and he's got to wear a wig. And now i got to memorize my lines and dunk his head. And fortunately, it went off well. But it was a scary fucking time. <laughs> Like it was really, uh, it's it's intimidating because again, you assume porn is gonna be, you get suckered in, not suckered into, that's a bad word. You get sucked into the idea, the naive idea that, like, what you see in porn is real life, and it's not. No, no it is to an extent for some people and certain circumstances, but for the most part, it's not. just a normal person. Exactly. I mean, I thankfully had the benefit of like the first scene I was an extra in. Where I was already familiar with everyone involved, I'd been around for quite some time. It's actually for you guys. You remember? Do you remember the scene I did for Wood Rocket? Mm, ah, hold on. Let's see if I can think about this. No, was that the first one? That was the the first time I was actually on camera as like an extra. Ah, hold on. What was it? At the risk of dead air, I'm not going to sit here and try and guess. <laughs> so, um, David and Veruca James Fourth of July episode for. Oh, cause I, that doesn't count because I was. That was really the first time. Yeah, that was the first time I was on camera. I mean, it wasn't the first time on set. But See, that's the, not fair. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't there for that, so I never would have remembered. It still went on your site. I know, but I wouldn't have remembered that. Now that I have a mic in front of you, who made the call to you know, pull the sex from that scene with them banging on an American flag? It uh, might have been me. It might have been Leroy. I think it was kind of. I think everyone agreed it probably wasn't the best decision to do. Well. Uh, at the time, when it, it was funny, I mean, when it, when, it, when it actually happened in real life, because I actually operated the camera for that scene. 
if I had a dollar for every time a good idea seemed like a good idea, I would have a million dollars sitting in the Oh, bank. I mean, it wasn't a good idea. It was literally they brought no blanket to bang in the desert, and I said, and eh, no such thing as bad press. And normally that's true, but in this industry, um, it's a lot more sensitive than you think. Because again, like I said before, Everyone already has very um, strong preconceived notions about what porn is. So anytime you reinforce that, it just gives people another reason to go see. I told you. So you kind of don't want to reinforce that thing. And and you know me, I'm pretty politically incorrect, insensitive as, oh, yeah. as you can be. And even I have to be very aware and alert about the things that are going to bring... Like, it's bad enough we get enough shit for, like, the, the parodies that we do where people bitch and moan about that. But if we start doing something that, like, adults and, like, really serious people are going to be pissed off about, we got to be careful with that. No, no, I, I fully understand that. I mean, it kind of sucks because, like, you know, I operated the camera for that. But most of the scene was still on there. Oh, no, most of the scene was on there. So if you go to Wood Rocket, you can see me being a hilarious redneck. You got a cowboy hat too, right? Yeah, it was a cowboy did hat. You, did you um, shave your beard into a Fu Manchu? No, it was a handlebar mustache. It was a handlebar. Yeah. yeah. I, I shaved my beard into a handlebar mustache for that scene. Uh, we used well, well, let's do a bit more backstory. So this was a show called, we did a show with Damon. And Veruca James. And Damon uh, James and Veruca James called Naked in Public, in which they went out and did um, things in public. It wasn't always uh, sex, but it was usually um, a nudity-based thing where they're doing naked kind of stuff in public. So we did a very special 4th of July episode when they came to Vegas. And Matt decided to take them out to the desert uh, to shoot guns because, like, what's more 4th of July than shooting guns and fireworks and stuff like that? Yeah, no, we, we went out to the desert. We actually drove into Arizona. Because it's not legal to shoot guns on state property in Nevada. Really? Yeah. I mean, people do it all the time, but legally it is not. But it is in Arizona? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the point? All right. Uh, I figured I could flee back to my home state at that point. Uh, True. You might as well just stand like literally right on the border and think, I'm good. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so we we go into back with like the desert in Arizona. They wanted me to play a redneck. So I shaved my beard into a handlebar mustache, an uneven handlebar mustache at that. America. Um, I speak in a really bad redneck accent. Wasn't so bad. It was somewhat convincing. It was drunken American. I was sober for all that, thank you. Well, then you pulled off a great drunken American accent. Yeah, and there was no way I was letting any of those no, assholes no, handle a firearm drunk. They weren't drunk, were they? No, there was no drinking done Good. until... After we were done with all the scenes, because we used real firearms and live ammo for that yeah. scene, and was that the first time Veruca had fired a gun? Oh yeah, and the, her reaction on that scene is priceless, genuine. You could see it because normally she's very good about being a character, and you saw how kind of like, skittish she got. Yeah, she, she jumped. It. Oh, it's it's fucking phenomenal. Um, a little like insight. To, so there's a part of the scene where like she's shooting at a target downrange. Like she's like, we don't negotiate with bearers, and she shoots at the the teddy bear that they have set up with like a fucking firework like suicide bomb. She couldn't hit the target. I actually had to shoot the gun for her. It's not that as somebody who shot guns occasionally, it's not that easy. No, well I know that, but what uh, what kind of gun was this? So she was shooting for the scene. My Smith and Wesson MMP forty C. It's a forty caliber compact. It's got a lot of punch to it. A fair amount. 
for a small girl like that, yeah. Why would you give her something so powerful? Because all I have is forty caliber handguns. All right. Or a fucking three fifty seven. What did did Damon shoot one? No, I would not let Damon shoot one. <laughs> did he want to or He talked about it, but no, so we didn't. I think most people wanted to see uh, Veruca yeah, top, no. topless shooting a gun anyway. No, no, she was totally topless shooting no a gun. No disrespect to Damon, but like no, Veruca shooting a gun is kind of the money shot, literally. Yeah, no, that was that was a pretty hilarious episode. The only thing that bummed me out is I had like a good like two-minute monologue of me ranting about America stuff, and Damon cut it all just to, down to America, fuck yeah. I think that's pretty much all we need, though. <laughs> Sometimes less is more. Not, not my stuff. I, I am surprised that that was the first time you've been on camera. I would have thought well, you would have done something before. That was my first time on camera for adult stuff. I mean, I've been camera for random other things, but I've never really had a desire to be on camera. You don't necessarily have to, but sometimes it's just fun. Yeah, no, that that was a fun day. We had a good time. Once the guns were away, we went back to Vegas and got fucking blotto. Was that during punk rock bowling? Yes, that may have been during the year of the infamous punk rock bowling. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to like. I was trying to remember what it was if it was there for that or for like AVN. No, no, it was definitely during punk rock bowling because they crashed with me one night and then. Oh, and it was and it was already end of May, so it was yeah. pretty close to July Fourth. Right, 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 right. Again, we're we're kind of on complete opposite ends of the spectrum as far as like the we do the parodies, which is like the most far fetched porn absurdity you're gonna get and then at the other side we do stuff like ask a porn star and 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 stuff like that which it really gives a much more like we really give two very contrasty perspectives on porn and the people that are in it and that's needed i mean the fan base should be able to view their favorite porn stars people i mean and hopefully that would help with some of the derogatory shit they say on social media, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really easy to, you know, be an asshole to just a figment of your imagination, you know, a, a, a visual image, not a person. We wanted to, one of the main reasons we started the website was we kind of wanted to, you got so far ahead of me. I'm totally going to have to tip into your bottle soon. That, that's fine, dude, because like I can't, you know, give good wood rocket stories if I get too drunk. Oh, I don't plan on getting too drunk. Well, that's because you are you can hold your liquor better than I can. Poutine. All I've been thinking about is poutine now for like the last 45 minutes. So we may have to break for a little while and get some poutine and come back with poutine. No. We're, I, I, no. Um, no. 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 Maybe. I'm trying not to eat that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, me too. Look. One of the main reasons we started Wood Rocket was... We kind of wanted to blur that line between like porn and non-porn stuff. You know, it's such a very it's some somehow it's still such a very taboo subject, even though younger people, millennials, if you will, have no problem talking about it. Most of the people that talk about porn and like are not uncomfortable talking about it are pretty much anyone under the age of like thirty, thirty-five years old. I can't wait till everyone over thirty dies. I well, first of all, fuck you. I'm over thirty. So am I. Well, thank you. Uh, we're not doing a murder-suicide pact, if that's what you're asking. Well, I mean, it would just be a murder. Never mind. Do I want you here now? <laughs> um, I did not bring any guns with me, I promise thankful. you. Thankful. Yeah, good. So we need to edit that part. Hmm? Earmark that for editing. Yeah. 
As I um, awkwardly threatened our guest. <laughs> seriously. The, not for the first time. Hey. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, one of the first thing, one of the things we wanted to do was kind of blur that line. And unfortunately, like, there's still, like, a lot of older people that are very, you know, eh. and again, this goes back to all of America, where, like, for some reason, like, everything is, is, is okay to talk about, but when you talk about sexuality, you know, the thing that brought everyone on Earth. Right. Like, no, we're it, all here because people had sex. Is A-okay for me to gun down a thousand people in a movie, as long as there is no tits, it will be rated PG-13. And, and it's bizarre. So we're tr- we're trying to blur that line. We're trying to make people be able to laugh at stuff. We're trying to make people comfortable with the idea of pornography. We're trying to make it so Wood Rocket's a site you'll put on your computer, and if somebody comes into the room, you're not frantically trying to close all the windows down to make sure nobody sees what you're doing, you know? And we kind of want people to be comfortable with that. We're, we want to be at the forefront of that movement where you can combine humor and sex and, and it's not something that's so forbidden and taboo it, and whatnot. It, no, it makes perfect sense. I mean, hopefully we will get to that point. We're slowly getting there. We get, we get a lot of good publicity out of it, but again, based on the comments, you can still feel there's a sense of hesitation in forming your own opinion about porn. Well, I mean, that's the problem. It's like, you know, people are just... <laughs> People are just raised with fucked up ideas. It's like, you know, whore or prostitute is just a de- derogatory term off the, you know, off the bat. Like, slut is a derogatory term. Like, but if I'm as a dude, you know, bang just as many chicks, I'm a baller. I'm a player. Like, you know, it's the fucked up double standard. Oh, well, you're fired, Seth. Fired. That was a lot of echo on that one. Yeah, we got some reverb on Seth being drunk. <laughs> Not there yet. I'm only like a third of the way through. <laughs> she fucking does Wow, it again. I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, there's always contrast. There's always oxymorons. There's always uh, double standards. And, and not, again, that's not a porn thing. That's just sex in general. Well, that's yeah, no, the well, gender I mean, that's thing just sex in, in America in general. It's gender. It's not even America. It's all over the world. Like, really. No, it, I mean, it's more obvious in America, but it's still a pretty prevailing kind of mentality. Sex, I, no. Sex in Europe is so, yeah, it's free, but I'm talking about from a gender-based... Well, yeah, I, I, I guess there's just something in everyone's mind where, like, since I'm inserting myself into a woman, you know, it's not a big, as big of a deal for me to insert myself as for a woman to take me inside of her. You know, it, it's, it's fucked up. You know, slot A goes into tab B. Done. It doesn't matter. I am, um, this is something pretty modern. I, I'm i on a certain message board. I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, I, uh, I wanted to ask about uh, posters and prints. And somebody, I just wanted to ask somebody about uh, who to contact to get involved between like printing out some things for the, uh, from, for adult um, like posters and things like that. And somebody gave me like the full nine degree or the nth degree about you know i'm just exploiting women and i'm doing this and i'm a i'm a piece of shit i'm an asshole and i'm like well i mean all that shit's true but it, it doesn't have to uh, relate to i know porn. You, i know you're joking but that perception is actually more damaging than anything else like if you assume that the women in porn are in porn because they're too stupid to know what they're doing and that's that's an even worse perception than anything in porn it's fucked up i mean for fuck's sake for those of you who don't know veruca james is a certified 
public accountant. Yeah, she's chartered accountant. Yeah, she is a licensed CPA. Like, there are many intelligent women there in are pornography. Tons of, tons of intelligent women who actually have very credible jobs outside of the industry, and they do it because they enjoy doing it. And there's, right. again, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there there are multiple women in the industry that I know off the top of my head that are much better educated than my ignorant ass. Mm-hmm. I got a degree in journalism, and I'm glad I'm using that to put good use. Bleh, to good use. Yeah, but, but getting drunk with me on air. 38 years old, that's what I'm doing with my life. Womp, womp. Womp, But yeah, no, you're right. And, and I think one of the biggest concerns is that I think there's a lot of girls in porn that would probably want to do more if they weren't concerned that they were going to be kind of persecuted because they do porn you know if it was so much more accepting and open like there'd be a lot more crossover and i think everyone would be okay with that speaking of which did you see that brie olsen video that just went up i did and i i i tend to not as a as a representative of wood rocket i tend to not comment on what i see from other people in porn because i don't i can't speak for her and well, I don't certainly. know. The I mean, everyone's individual. Everyone's experience is individual. Everyone's ride is just you know unique. I mean, you can't count, you can't be like, no, Brie Olson's wrong. No, I mean, what's happening with her is completely unique to her. Last I checked, she was living in like rural Indiana or small town Indiana, at least, right? I something like that. Yeah, I think she was living in like Fort Wayne. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, she has a very. Very unique experience. I don't want to be critical of her because... Well, I'm not being critical. I'm just... I know, but I'm saying from my perspective, I don't want to be critical because I know firsthand people deal with a lot of bullshit. So whether or not... Oh, I know. If she was... Uh, whether or not she was more responsible with her money or, or more responsible with what she did, that, that's irrelevant to me. The fact that she gets treated the way she does because she did porn. And I know firsthand... Well, maybe not firsthand, but I know... That's a pretty common thing to deal with for a lot of people in porn. Oh, I mean, it's a, especially if you leave L.A., it's it's a common thing. Even in L.A., like the assumption is you're just going to be like a whore. You're going to be you're going to put out to anyone, and like if somebody drops fifty dollars, you have sex. It's 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 absurd. I mean, I've never seen anyone like. I personally, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I have never personally in LA seen someone like accosted in a public place for being a performer. No, I haven't either, but you've also, I'm sure you've been in LA long enough to see enough misogynistic kind of bullshit that goes on. Oh yeah, I mean... Like, a girl doesn't have to be in porn to basically be talked down to because she's a female. Right. I mean, and so that's one thing, but then imagine if you're a female and you worked in porn, like you're, I, I've seen it happen firsthand and it, it kind of nauseating to see but actually there is no but it's just nauseating to see unfortunately the way of the world it shouldn't be though and then we nominate guys like fucking Donald Trump that's not gonna make things much better we haven't gotten there yet Uh, I hope everyone listening goes out and does not vote for Donald Trump because it might be funny and it might um, it's not funny don't do it it's not it was funny at first no it wasn't even funny then it was funny at first but then as it kind of went along it lost a lot of its humor. So when are you guys doing a Donald Trump porn parody? We did one. Oh, shit. We did one uh, last year. It was uh, Donald Trump. We did a scene with um, Donald Trump, and this was after the whole situation with, and I forget who it was. It wasn't Megyn Kelly. It was another um, 
mediator, but it was a lat- Latino girl. It, it was Dick Tibbles who played Donald Trump, and uh, Trinity St. Clair played the Latina. So if Donald wins, you have, totally have to have him doing a scene where he fucks Hillary Clinton, because I'm assuming... If Donald wins, I don't know what we can do, because uh, anyone in porn knows that... Uh, Every time a Republican is in office, suddenly the obscenity charges become a lot more severe. True. And suddenly you're under the uh, watchful eye of Big Brother a lot much more, a lot much more, a lot more clearly than you were beforehand. So, and again, that's what I was saying. I don't know if I would stay in this country if Donald Trump wins because, like, that really affected my livelihood in that regards. Uh, I wasn't totally joking about marrying you and coming to Canada. I don't know if I'm ready to take that plunge yet. You know, it'll be fun. I like you, Matt. Oh, I mean, we'll never consummate the marriage. Well, then what do I get out of it? Booze? I get booze anyways. I just have to be on your podcast. Yeah. You can be the third co-host. Yeah, we'll figure something out. The Beard, the Slayer, and Draven. I'm kind of upset that she's not here. I know I've said that three or four times already. I know. I I'm, I understand my role as the sidekick. She was actually on a few of the episodes of Ask a Porn Star. And I wish I knew which one off the top of my head, but I'm sorry I don't, Draven. But I know you have been on it because she filmed some stuff. Because Damon James filmed some stuff for us. And she was one of the guests. I am... I wish Raven was here too, but yeah. You know, unfortunately, you know. What's the next question, Matt? What is the next question? Yeah. What, what is the next question? What next? What the, else do you want to talk about, Matt? I want to talk about like where did we find a random stripper that got abandoned by us to us by my friend? She didn't get abandoned. She was a nice girl. Oh no, she was a nice girl. Like she was fun. She just wanted somebody to shoot. A, she wanted somebody to play craft with, and she found somebody to play craft with. So, for those of our listeners who don't know, I Which have. Which is all of them. <laughs> nobody knows what we're talking about. No, no. I, what I'm saying is, for those of you who don't know, I may have a little problem with throwing dice. I didn't know that until this weekend. But you were pretty careful. Like, you didn't go above and beyond. You had a good night on, what, Friday night? Saturday. Sunday, Sunday night, night. Yeah, Monday Sunday, night, Monday night, Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Our our redhead stripper friend, who we just randomly met. The backstory is, <laughs> my boy Mark Aces, who will be on a future episode in a couple days, got blind drunk at Wet Republic, met this really cute redhead stripper, and then when I went to meet up with him on Monday night, all of a sudden she hit him up, and he didn't even remember meeting her. So the three of us went out to dinner, and shortly after. And then Seth showed up. Because nobody invited me to dinner. And I saw Matt was at a certain barbecue restaurant. And I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there and get some barbecue. Fuck yeah. I'm happy to have you. Well, you told me you were staying in that night. This only no, I, di- I will tell you exactly what I said. I said, if you want to go grab a drink, I'm down. That was not a drink. That was ribs. I had a drink. Well, we my had, point was... We I had multiple drinks. My point was I didn't want to do the pod. I, I wasn't going to be able to do the podcast that night. But that's beside the point. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So, Mark ends up ditching her to me and Seth. She didn't, didn't ditch. But again, I don't know the backstory. Well, okay. Mark, Mark's like, I have to go to the Hard Rock, go with Matt and Seth. 
Was there a? Uh, I will talk about that off camera because I was curious about that. Oh well, I got this. We can talk about it on on there. There's nothing sinister. Like he met up with another dude from another band that he's because Mark's a tour manager, and unfortunately, the dude he met up with was blind drunk, and Mark ended up babysitting him. Because he didn't. He said he didn't want to talk about it when we saw him yesterday. But I figure I'd get the story at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing sinister. It's not like he was off banging some other chick or anything. Like, so. We ended up going downtown to the El Cortez. And ah, Matt, the El Cortez. I love the El Cortez. It's it's one of the few places in downtown. When was the last time you were downtown? I guess since Punk Rock Bowling? No, no. Uh, shit, I was down, I was in town a couple of months ago for my friend's bachelor party and won a bunch of money at the El Cortez. It's changed, the downtown. Oh, yeah. I, no, El no, Cortez Fremont. is still the same. But Yeah, I mean, I ignore the rest of Fremont and just go to the El Cortez. The rest of Fremont's fine. I'm, I'm actually really kind of psyched about what they've done with it. Too nice. In what way? Every way. They're trying to make it more accessible to locals. So the first time I came to Vegas was 2004, and Fremont was nice and sketchy. Yeah, and and you're not getting a lot of tourists coming down there. You're getting a bunch of NASCAR Bon Jovi fans. (sighs) There wasn't that when I came here. It was just sketch. No, it was pretty Bon Jovi NASCAR. In 04? Were you here in 04? I've been down for punk rock bowling for 15 years, so yeah. Jesus Christ, you're old. (laughs) 38, man. Not ashamed. 38 less grays than me. I'm getting there. It's only because I have blonde hair, dude. Fuck it. It's getting bad. I've been looking in the mirror. I feel like I'm going through a bit of a midlife crisis. because I'm. You're going through a goddamn midlife crisis. Look at my fucking beard. I'm lucky. The only difference between you and me is I have significantly lighter hair all across my head and my face, which doesn't make it as obvious. Yeah. That's the only difference. Dude, but, but it is fucking obvious. It's tough being in, in porn when... Again, what was it? Matthew McConaughey, he said that, that the older I get, they all stay the same age. And I feel like that's true in porn because every year there's like a swack of new 18, 19 year old girls that come in. So every year, like the, the new it girls are all 18, 19, 20 years old, and that will never change. That and totally I'm, reminds me of a super awkward moment at Exotica, Miami, when it was still in Miami. I was at an after party, and Riley Reid was there. And like Riley was still living in Florida to give you an idea how long ago this is. And she's like, Oh hey, and like somehow came up. She's eighteen, and I just was kind of drunk. I'm like, wait, you're eighteen? That's a thing. She still looks eighteen. Well, I mean, she believe me, she still looks eighteen. But it just, I must have been twenty, twenty nine or thirty at the time, and it just did not compute that there was an eighteen year old girl at the same party as me. How do you think I feel? How do you the think exact I same feel, way? How do you think I feel knowing that two years ago, not just today, two years ago, girls half my age. Were legal to do porn. Aroused? Um, for, um, sometimes. I, I am totally looking for I meant for from it. a non-sexual perspective. Like from a, if you're on set and like there's a bunch of 18-year-old girls, it's just kind of like, I am literally twice their age. Like at this point, to put this into perspective, any girl who's uh, 18 now, I could be their fathers. Well, I mean, in all reality, like, I became sexually active 19 years ago. I could, in theory, have a you know legal-to-bang daughter, too. I mean, thank God I have no children I know about. It just makes it harder to be... I am not so much in porn now as I was when I was living in L.A. and that we were shooting a lot for other different companies. 
and obviously our ear was a little more closer to the ground as far as what was happening. Now, fortunately, we're in a we're in a position where we can do our own stuff. So we can hire the people we want to hire. We tend to know the same like the people we want to hire in insofar as a lot of the younger girls don't seem to understand the importance of punctuation or sorry, not punctuation, punctuality and you know being polite and just you know making it a pleasant experience well yeah they'll learn or they'll fail yeah it's a trial by fire kind of thing but we're in a boat now where we don't need to hire 18 year old fresh faced girls because we're not doing that kind of shit we're doing parody we're doing stuff that we want to do no you want proven actresses we want people that we know get it we, and 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 it's not so much get it as in they know how to do dialogue, they know how to do this, they know how to do that. People that understand why we're doing the shit that we're doing. Like nobody, for example, Adventure Time. You know, you need to be somebody very kind of fucked up to understand the value in doing an Adventure Time parody. And, like, so we hired uh, the three main characters we got. I know. Fuck you. You almost done that bottle. <laughs> uh, the three people we hired for that, for the scene, were uh, Ella Darling. Awesome, awesome. I love Ella. Ella's super awesome. Uh, April O'Neil, who we've had in a bunch of stuff because she gets, if anyone gets it, Ella gets it and April get it oh, beyond no, anyone. April's rad, like. No, April's rad. April is super rad. And, but the important thing is she understands what we're doing. She's a nerd. She's a self-proclaimed nerd. Yeah. Uh, and, and she... Under, a lot of people don't understand why we do the shit that we do as far as the parodies go. They're well, like, it doesn't make you're any maniacs. sense. Well, we're not doing things from a sexy perspective. No, not at all. We're doing things to make people aware of what we're doing. We're doing things that once the clothes are off, the sex is kind of irrelevant like, it's everything leading up to the sex that makes you kind of watch the shit that we're doing. Everything else just becomes generic. In reality, once the clothes are off, once the, once the performers are naked, it's just kind of the same. Right. Well, I mean, that's what, like, you know, Wicked was banking on with their features for quite some time. And they, and they went above and beyond, but they were doing things. They were doing things for the idea of the ultimate role play. Like, they want that cosplay fantasy. Yeah, like fucking pirates and, you know. Yeah. And we wanted to do things that were just so surreal that you watch it, and then once the sex happens, it's like, I don't really need to see it. I mean, the sex was good, but like that wasn't the thing that we were banking on to get, you know, yeah, publicity. So we had I mean, a, you guys cut awesome safe for work trailers. We have to. I mean, like, you know, again, I'm gonna keep going back to it, but a lot of people still have that preconceived stereotypes that are a little nervous about watching something, but. You watch a safer work trailer where it's like, oh, there's no nudity, there's no sex, I can watch this. And then you watch the trailer and you're like, that was bizarre. Now I now I have to see the whole thing. And then you go to the website and that's pretty much what happens. So we hired Ella, we hired April, and uh, the male performer was Michael Vegas, who he's up for anything in regards to uh, like... Michael's one of my favorite people. Like, he's a very animated guy. He's funny. And he's another guy that gets it. You know, he understands the surrealness of the shit that we're doing. And and that is really, really important to the stuff that we're doing. Like, if you don't get why we're doing something, you're not going to embrace the idea of doing something. No, certainly not. So we've always been very particular about the people that we hire because, you know, we want people that are going to appreciate. We want the people that are in it to be the people that would watch the stuff that we're doing. Like we did a Back to the Future 
movie with April and with uh, Michael Vegas. And like, I couldn't think of anyone else that we could put in that movie for that role. No, not at all. So and that matters to us. And it, and it reflects. And it reflects on a lot of people's movies, not just ours, but everyone else's. If they don't get what they're going for, it's going to resonate on camera. No, definitely not. I mean, they have, they have to be into it to really get it honest performance out of people and even on set it has to be people that want to have fun because we've had the same crew for the most part for years and everyone has a good time with everyone else and it's never stressful nobody's yelling at anyone else everyone can basically say anything they want to everyone else and we kind of want to have that loose atmosphere and for the life of me i could never understand how anyone could be on a on a very stressed out set considering what's about to happen if you're going to have people having sex on set you don't want us to be stressful you don't want us to be tension filled you don't want us to be like very by the book you got to do this and this and this you kind of want everyone relaxed because it really kind of shows on camera no i spiel i wholeheartedly agree with that shit and speaking for driving star i will put words in her mouth she agrees too she yes i wish um i wish she was here thanks seth i'm chop liver well you kind of Oh, dude, I can go for some chopped liver now. You are such a Jew. I don't even eat chopped liver, but I'm hungry. I can't believe you finished the bottle. I haven't finished it yet. I'm like... It's a race. It's a race. It's because I have to... um, We're going to trivia night after this. I'm hungry, man. I'm pretty sure that bar serves food. How far is it from here? Uh, 900 South Las Vegas Boulevard. Are we both going to drive? Do you want to drive back here afterwards? No, that's the problem. Is if you end up staying longer than I do, I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how late I'm staying. I don't. This is all just wacky Slayer Adventure time. I'll drive myself. I don't know what we have on tap. We have a bunch of things on tap. We always have a bunch of ideas on tap, but we kind of wing it in so far as. What's timely? We try. We, we we want to be a little more timely with things. So you know, I don't want to give away any secrets because. But we have a bunch of things on tap that we want to do. A bunch of people that are going to make people angry. A bunch of people that are going to make people shake their fists like old people. So you're going to book me again? I mean, uh, if you're ever in town, we, we always need extras. Always. But I just never know when you're in town. Well, I'll, I'll try to give you a heads up next time. We did a full house parody with Pornhub, a collaborative effort, and we needed people to play the Beach Boys, not the Beach Boys, the Beach Boys. Boys. So, um, fortunately, it was me. We found two other people, and so, myself. So, John Stamos said on like the Today Show, he had watched it multiple times. I believe it was on the 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 um, Seth Meyers show. Okay, but still on some daytime talk show. He said he's watched it and he would binge watch it. Yeah, he binge watched your guys' parody. It's neat. It's always fun to get stuff like that. Yeah, no. The one, the acknowledgement on mainstream media is pretty rad, and two, like you know, it's. I know, I know, I know. For all of us, it's a pretty. And that's kind of one of the perks of it is I know when we did a Bob Boner parody, um, they showed the the Bob Boner parody to the entire cast of Bob Boner. Of Bob's Burgers. Bob, well, yeah, of Bob Burgers. Drink some more Bob Boners. Boner. Arch was called Bob Boners. Right. Yours is Bob's Boners. But they showed they showed it to the cast of Bob Burgers, and it's kind of cool when you get that kind of um, recognition. 
and 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 again, you can see it even with John Stamos, and even with that, you can kind of very subtly see that there's a little more acceptance to the idea of doing porn, because again, like ten years ago, like John Stamos for a kid show like that, or for a family friendly show, would never ever even acknowledge the idea of it being an adult film. Man, what sucks is ten years ago, you guys probably could have gotten Josie Sweden to do porn. We could probably still could. She is hot as shit these days. I haven't seen her. I remember she's gone through some shit. Yeah, she was a meth addict for a minute. But she was a meth addict. Um, we definitely couldn't have gotten Candace Cameron because no, she's, she's a uh, Bible thumping. She's which is weird because she married one of my favorite hockey players, which is the most bizarre thing in the world. Are you looking up Jody Sweeten? Yeah, like she looks better, but she's um, no goddamn girl. Like Santa took a picture of her. She is hot as shit. We wouldn't have been able to get her. I don't. Ten think years ago, been. yeah, you would have. I don't think we would have gotten anyone. Ten years. Ten years ago, she was mad, washed up, and on meth. You would have got her. Maybe. We'll never know. Sadly. I mean, she's she's on her third marriage. Is she really? Yeah. You seem to know an awful lot about Jody Sweeten. I totally did a lot of Googling when I saw how hot she was this is on kind Fuller of, House. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> You're not Josie Sweeten. Why is it uncomfortable? You can't say this is research for the podcast because that's not why you did it. Oh, no. I did it because I was like, God damn, that girl's hot. I want to know. She looked good. Uh, it's funny that the Olsen twins wanted nothing to do with that remake. Well, yeah. They're billionaires. What the fuck do they want? I don't know if they are anymore. Are they? Yeah. I'm not Googling that. I'm just blindly stating facts. Are they married to uh, Twitter Evan Williams? No. Uh, one of them is married to Heath Ledger's corpse. <laughs> That's disturbing. Either Ashley or Mary Kate was the one who found his body. Really? Yeah. Is that a true story? Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. like One of the Oslin twins was in a relationship with him when he died. That's crazy. I'm not saying that the Olsen twins drove him to suicide. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we use that word a lot around here. We have to. Uh, Slayer ain't about getting sued. Covers your ass every time. I ain't rich. I ain't about getting sued. I'm allegedly rich. Well, allegedly. sue Seth then. Yeah, I don't think we could have gotten her for the full house parody. No, not now. I don't you... even think then. <sighs> and even if she was strung out on meth, I don't think we would have wanted her for the parody. But my original point was the fact that hey, John Stamos uh, talked about the parody and um, the Bob's Burgers cast watched it. No, no, I saw that um, it was a BuzzFeed video of them watching Tons it. Tons of it. And, and Midnight, the show at Midnight on Comedy Central, they, they talk about our parodies pretty much every time we bring them out. And this is all... Uh, that's all Chris Hardwick, right? Yeah. And this is all stuff that never would have happened like 10 years ago even five years ago not even no no you're right so it's nice to see the line somewhat blurring over time obviously it's not happening as fast as we were hoping it would but like you can see some sort of uh, a level of evolution when it comes to that level of comfort that's that's fucking rad i mean hopefully it becomes a little more for my professional career i'm i'm hoping to the point where i can get you know more mainstream people on with me and Draven. You know, it's like, you know, I have a performer as a co-host, and we've gotten some mainstream people on already, and I'd like to get more mainstream people on. Do you have, uh, do you get a lot of people being very hesitant about doing it because of it? Because of, A, what she does and what you've done? I ain't done shit. 
Well, you've been a part of the industry, even loosely related. But you yeah. still have been. Just the connotation is enough to scare a lot of people off. Yeah, I mean, I downplay it. <laughs> My point is, do you get a lot of people that are hesitant because of that connection? So far, the only people who have committed to doing the show and then backed out were a crew from independent film that just premiered itself by and they didn't necessarily back up because of the connotation because of the host of the show it was more that they are working on a major deal and are tightly controlling their pr right now so it was loosely because of the porn connection um i honestly don't think it was loosely because of the porn connection it was more that we didn't have hard numbers to prove to them how much you know listeners we could provide for them at the time Got it. So it was more of a "what do I get out of it?" sort of bullshit. Yeah, like what do we what do we get out of this for doing press? I mean, and I fully get that. I do too, but then yeah, I do too. No, I fully get that. Like, I don't understand that mentality. In that, you kind of anyone, especially if you're like if you have a and I I don't know who the person is. I don't know. What well, the, and what I'm not going to say on air because I'm still am no. looking forward to having them on. Yeah, and there's st- there's still talks about once. We've had that same issue on our Wood Rocket podcast, and it's just like for me, it's like, dude, come on, you want to be on the on the cutting edge of things, but you also don't want to be on anything unless it's already established. But being on the cutting edge is like trying to ride that wave of momentum and being there before it becomes firmly established, because that makes you look like you got a little bit of kind of foresight. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get, I never got that attitude. No, I mean. For I mean, we're not gonna, you know, because this is a podcast, and we don't don't burn bridges, man. No, no. I mean, we we're not looking to burn bridges, and we're looking, you know, anyone we have on, we're looking to promote, we're looking to have a good time with. Yeah, podcasts are. Yeah, well, especially this podcast. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's me, it's awesome, Master Raven Star, it's a bottle of booze, or two in this case, in or two in this case. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. I can't even cheers anymore. Oh, man up. I haven't even drank that much, but I, I'm on, not to sound like a lightweight, but I, I pulled my back a few days ago, so I'm on like a lot of Robaxaset. I'm nothing heavy, but you know, combined with booze, it makes me tired. Oh, it's the, it's I know, so I didn't want to make it sound like a whiner. Whatever. I'll make it sound like a whiner for you. Ah, God, this is your podcast. I know. I will edit you to sound like an asshole. It's okay. Too late. I know. Any other questions about Wood Rocket, asshole? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm I'm not sure I want to ask more about Wood Rocket or maybe ask about like weird punk rock bowling stories. I don't really have any weird punk rock oh, bowling Oh, that's story. a goddamn lie. I am not talking about that one year because that's incriminating a lot of people that don't deserve to be incriminated. That's all I had to ha- have you say. Well, as long as I don't have to name names, it all works out. No, no. I, I know the year you're talking about. Of course you know the year I'm talking about. Because that was a complete... Um, Shit show. Yeah, but if I can't name names, it kind of defeats the purpose, but I have a little bit of common sense enough to know. No, no. I mean, we're not we're not going to name names. I'm, like, I'm not looking to you know, throw some of my friends under the bus. No, it involved uh, now an ex-girlfriend and a couple of really close friends... Copious amounts of substances. And and another girl... I was not on any of those substances. I'm not going to incriminate myself. Alcohol is anyway. a substance. Well, then, I was on alcohol. Actually, I wasn't even that uh, drunk. There I were was, a couple nights you were a little... Uh, yes, but 
uh, the culmination of the drama uh, didn't allow me an opportunity to really drink because I was doing so much goddamn damage control that night. That and, and anyone out there who's been in a position where they've had to deal with drama from like seven different parties. And you have to be the responsible adult. It sobers you up really fast. That's why I just drink more in those situations. Well, so, uh, if you're ever in a situation where all you can do is just sit there and drink, that's fine. But I was not in that position. I put myself in those positions. I don't. And that makes me a better man than you, Matt. I disagree. Well, you can disagree all you want, but that's the truth of it. Punk Rock Bowling, are you coming back this year? No. I think I'm getting a new team together. I mean, I'm a horrible bowler, even though there's a ball in my trunk right 90% now. 90% of the people there are horrible bowlers. Well, then bring me on your team. No, because I'm a good bowler. I know. You and Joe can be my handicap. <laughs> Our, my team, we're, we're trying to put together a strong team. I want to take a serious run at it this year. I mean, what? You got, you know, Joe. And a couple other people from a, a, another bowling league that I bowl in. How many bowling leagues are you in, Seth? Just one. Just one? Just one. I want to be in a second one. Somebody invited me to be in a bowling league on a Sunday afternoon. And I'm like, I'm not spending my Sunday afternoons in the middle of summer at a bowling alley. What else, what else you got to do with it? That doesn't matter. It's like you're talking about 25, you know, 30 weeks of reserving my Sunday. So, like, if I go out and have a terrible night or, like, terrible, like a really fun night <laughs> and I feel like crap. The One in the same. Well, it's like, you know, if I, you know, have a really late night and then Sunday I feel like crap, I don't want to have to go out bowling at noon. You know, it's going to be nice out if somebody has a pool party, if somebody has this, somebody has that, somebody wants to do this. I'm not in town Sundays. You know, I don't, I don't want to make that kind of commitment. Well, that's why you're not on my bowling league. Well, I'm because I fucking average like 85. I am so hungry. There's calories in the whiskey. Keep drinking. Normally we have food at the studio. I don't yeah. know if Matt mentioned it, but we're shooting at, uh, oh, I mentioned it before, didn't I? Keep talking. I'm shooting at the... We, we are uh, recording a podcast at the Wood Rocket home base studio. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually don't know if we... I'd have to go back and review if I, I had mentioned... I think I mentioned it before. <laughs> I don't I'm know. doing your fucking job. I don't know if I mentioned we were live for Mission... Or we were recording for Mission Control tonight instead of the Doom Palace like we normally record. I think I mentioned it earlier on that we were recording here. Well, no, we totally did because we talked about the tour and everything. But like, oh, we did. We did. So yeah, we did. We are totally recording for Mission Control tonight. No more punk rock bowling stories. What the fuck's that? Hmm? Did you hear that? Hmm. No, that's my ears, not the. Apparently, um, my ears decided to have another swan song of another tone because my ears just started ringing. Oh, is that what it was? Like yeah, so I never get to hear that tone again. Well, you've been drinking and you've been wearing earphones for like an hour now. Eh, it's okay. When we do I, our podcast, I take off my earphones after like an hour, and it's just like a whole different world. Well, I, over the years, I have probably cost myself so much permanent hearing oh, I loss. I want to think about it, man. How many metal, dude? I've been going to metal shows since '94. My, my family has been taking me to dead shows since I was like a month old. Which it doesn't sound like much, but like when you're like a baby and you're dealing with like rock concerts at like you'll a month grow old, that shit back as a baby. No, like my my hearing is awful. I can't do editing and I can't really do sound because of like like I got shitty hearing. Do sounds, you were hearing it? No, fuck, no. So like, oh, bad enough that I'm 38. I don't really want to. Well, no, like that, that that crazy bitch I brought a couple of years back. Remember v- crazy ass Vicky? 
Yes, the one at uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings. And yeah, yeah. You brought it back to my pool. Yeah. I assume we don't talk to her. Anymore. No, fuck no. We we unfriended her at the same time. We were at dinner when we mutually unfriended her. I just remember she came back to the pool and she was just ma- saying a lot of like very homophobic comments. It was homophobic. Like, it was it no was ridiculous. It was, it was absolute. And then when I got her in the car, she was talking shit about both you and Joe, which I don't understand. Well. Maybe we kind of gave her the cold shoulder after a while, but like, but that's not what she was talking shit about. It doesn't matter to me. No, she just insinuated you were a homosexual with a hearing aid. I wasn't wearing a hearing aid though. Why would she even say that? She's like, I'm pretty sure I saw a hearing aid in Steph's ear. I've never worn a hearing aid. <laughs> and I'm like, that might have saved me a lot of time, but oh, that that I mean, that girl was so fucking horrible. Like, no, that weekend was. She wasn't like. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, she wanted to fight Leroy. She wanted to fight Leroy at one point. Did she meet him? Yeah, at Buffalo Wild Wings. He showed up and she wanted to fight him. I don't remember him being there. No, he he showed up there. Oh, and he left earlier, didn't he? Yeah, he left earlier because she wanted to fight him. Yeah, that'll, that'll do I it. mean, she told her story about getting out of county jail in Cook County and then talked about wanting to fight Leroy. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Not at all. So, God, Buffalo Wild Wings, man. Moral of the story to our dear listeners, I have the best taste in women. Um, you like drama? I do not like drama. Uh, I don't think you shy away from it. I can't argue that. You don't like boring, and the opposite of boring, unfortunately, is drama. <laughs> Fair enough. I know other people that are very much like that, where they, they don't understand why they have the worst luck with women, but at the same time, they hate the idea of being with somebody who's not going to make their lives a living hell. I don't have... I don't feel I have the worst luck with women. Uh, are you with anyone? No. Let's let's rehash the last couple of stories you've told so far tonight. There was a girl from the Slayer show. Yeah. And there was this girl. Not exactly... I don't think it's bad luck. I just think it's entertaining. It It is to a certain point. When you get to my age... Oh, God, because you're so much older than me. Significantly makes a difference. How old are you? 35, motherfucker. Three years makes a big difference, man. Oh, yeah, because I was a freshman when you were a senior. Did you turn 35 this year, or are you turning 35? I turned 35 this year. This year? Yeah. As in? In February. See, I'm turning 39. Oh, no. Which means next year I'm going to be 40, so it's going to be a whole different world, man. You'll be dead. (laughs) I'll probably feel like I'm dead. Don't you already? Uh, no. You know, it's funny. I thought for the longest time I complained about getting older and I, and I still complained about the idea of being old and this and that, but I'm probably the most immature 38 year old I've ever met. Well, I mean, within reason for fuck's sake. I mean, being 30 in my mind was a fictional age when I was younger. Like that doesn't exist. When I was 30, I'll tell you exactly what happened when I turned 30. I, um, I, I was with a girl at the time, and I went to a concert, and she went somewhere else. And then I went to go meet up with her, and she was with like an ex-boyfriend at the time on my 30th birthday. And I'm like, because uh. normally I hate birthdays, and I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn a new leaf. This is like a good thing going on, and then that kind of bullshit happened. I'm like, ah, eh, fucking birthdays, whatever. So I've always been very skeptical about birthdays and, and good karma and all that kind of bullshit. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I spent my dirty 30 in Exit Chicago like I always spent every fucking Tuesday night. I got blind drunk and I was talking to a very attractive female and got dragged out of there by my friends who were letting me crash at their place. 
to go get a burrito, and I ate the burrito and then puked it up. It's a burrito, though. I didn't get a burrito that night. I did see a good band, though. Well, I would trade a burrito for a good band. I saw a band of horses, and they were good. Uh, that doesn't sound like a good band. Well, it's not your kind of style of music, but yeah. I have very eclectic taste. It's not your style. You wouldn't like them. So but it, was, it was a good concert. It just didn't end very well. Mm. I need to get some food, man. Well, do you really want to wrap this for food? What time is it? Eat something. How long has the podcast been going on for? I don't know. Black screen. Hmm? Black screen. It's 8.50. Jesus Christ, man. We could uh, we could wrap now. I mean, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I, I just feel like we just got into a good flow, though. I mean, that's the problem. I'll talk more, but I got to get some food after. Grubhub that shit. Let's fucking order. Nah, it'll take like an hour to get here. They always forget where this place is because they changed the name of the street in front. It's industrial. Not anymore. I turned down industrial to get here. It's not industrial anymore. What the fuck is it? I don't remember. I think it might be like... Either Dean Martin or Miles Davis. They changed no, the name. I mean, Dean Martin's a totally different street. Then it's Miles Davis. It's one of those. They, they changed the name. So wouldn't it be Sammy Davis? It's, that's it. Sammy Davis Boulevard. That's what yeah, Miles Davis has nothing to do with Vegas. No, Sammy, it's Sammy Davis Boulevard. All right. So. They changed the name. I guess, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, or 18 plus, don't listen to this if you're all ages. Why not? There's a lot of profanity and sex in this fucking show. Well, nobody's having sex. I don't know what you do on your other podcast. That's just you making hand claps. God damn you. <laughs> I'm not getting sucked into that little rendezvous. This time. So. I didn't even finish half the bottle, man. I know. You're fucking lightweight. I, it's because I haven't eaten all day. I had sushi. That ain't shit. Even all you can eat sushi. I want to go back for more all you can eat sushi. I'll, at this point, I'll eat sushi. Oh, shit. We're going for more. All you can eat I'm sushi. I'm going to poutine now. <laughs> Do you want poutine? I'll eat poutine. Now? Fuck yeah. What time do you have to go to uh, trivia? 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what time. Oh, God. I don't want to eat poutine, but I really want to eat poutine. <laughs> Canadian problems. We'll figure this out once we wrap the podcast. All right. This has been another episode of the 288 Podcast. You can find Seth at Seth's Beard on Twitter or all the madness of Woodrocket at www.woodrocket.com. Crazy parodies. If you really hunt for it, you can find me in a cowboy hat with a handlebar mustache. It's a lot of fun, completely free. Go check it out. But until next time, everyone, stay stoned.